1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers falter in the capital with a 2-1 defeat at the hands of Hearts Celtic are 5 clear at the top after seeing off Ross County and have confirmed Ismaila Soros signing and Derek McInnes responds to fan chance for him to go I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. I coined the phrase, I stand by the phrase A draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe for Rangers or Celtic in the league this season It all went catastrophically wrong for Rangers at Tynecastle. That's why Stephen Gerrard questioned his team's bottle. That's why Stephen Gerrard spoke about Rangers carrying passengers. That's why Stephen Gerrard said his team blinked big time. Nobody, but nobody, saw that result coming, including me. Everyone, and I mean everyone, will have an opinion on why it happened, including me. Off we pop then. Yeah, I have to say, Daniel Stenders' hearts are up and running. They deserve their three points versus Rangers. Celtic coast to a 3-0 win. Tommy Wright pulls out another rabbit from the hat after a 2-1 win versus a struggling Kamarnock. But there's plenty to debate tonight, Gordon. And plenty to debate with you. We hope 0141-951-1025. Any of the weekend's big talking points. What did you make of them? Rangers fans, where did it go wrong yesterday? Of course, credit to Hearts, but where did it go wrong for your side? And what about the bigger picture of this title race? Uh, we've even got breaking transfer news today, Hugh. Ishmael Asoro arrived in Glasgow, finalised his £2 million switch to Celtic. It is a four and a half year deal. So on the pitch this weekend, there is lots to get excited about, mm. but we've got a transfer window, which is coming to a close as well. Fans always like to see new players coming into their club. Uh, it's been a good weekend for Celtic uh, Now they have to go to St Johnston on Wednesday night And capitalise uh, on a range of result, Which as I say, nobody saw coming Yeah, absolutely I think it was uh, a bit of a shock But I did say on Saturday With uh, you know boys coming into the mix Naismith is paramount to them They play a particular style And they got it right on the day, Gordon Thoroughly deserved Right, before points. we get to that Don't think you two are off the hook Just because there's a lot to talk about There's always a lot to talk about And you need to kick us off With your result of the weekend Or maybe yeah. maybe you've just mentioned it I don't know Well, yeah, it has to be Hearts 2, Rangers 1 uh, It was the moment that Daniel Stendhal Had been waiting for Something that gave the Hearts supporters and the Hearts hierarchy, who have taken an awful lot of stick in recent weeks, something to cling on to. The hope that this will now be the turning of the corner. Yep, yeah, I went for Hearts as well, Gordon. Purely for the point of view, it's Hearts' first win under Stendhal. But it's, you're actually starting to see signs of his team. His new players made a big impact. And uh, rightly so, we'll give him a bit of stick over the, the last previous few weeks. Okay, goal of the weekend. Mm, difficult one uh, I'm going to go for David Wotherspoon uh, the, the goal that uh, saw St Johnston beat Kilmarnock It was a terrible week for St Johnston uh, The manager had a hissy fit before the game They lost their best player Murray Davidson to a broken arm uh, And David Wotherspoon showed good composure To score a very nice goal at the end of all that We have uh, similar I- ideas The old boy and myself I was actually looking to go for that However I'm going for Sibbles I thought it was excellent Pretty similar Yeah absolutely So you're looking for that technique Comes out Lovely left foot Gets him back in level terms Craig Sibbled of Livingston yeah. And now your howler of the weekend To finish off As you know it can be anything A refereeing mistake A goalkeeping error A sitter in front of goal Anything you want What's your howler of the weekend? Come over here Alan Muir for a word <laughs> uh, 
you've come out like a penalty that never was. Then you denied them a penalty that was a stonewaller, which comes the weekend after you gave Partick Thistle a penalty that never was against Celtic and denied Celtic a penalty that was a stonewaller when Frimpong went down. Alan, pay attention. I'm going for a collective one this week, Gordon. I, uh, I totally agree. I thought Don Robertson missed a very good opportunity for the pullback on Cosgrove. Uh, for me, it was a stonewall penalty. However, I'm going for the Rangers team collectively. I thought to a man, they really struggled. They were second best all over. And Stephen Gerrard uh, is saying that that was probably his worst in 100 games. Let's hear from you then, 01419511025. What did you make of the weekend's big talking points, starting with the game at Tynecastle yesterday? Stephen Gerrard says he understands why people would question their bottle after that game. He says they've left themselves open to criticism and they might not even be close to the title if they continue to perform like they did in the capital yesterday. Celtic are waiting for us to blink. Today we've blinked big time. I'm not sure there'll be too many blinks from now till the end. We need to try and avoid that level of performance from now till the end of the season, otherwise we mightn't even be in a title race, never mind compete for the league. Does it mean you reassess whether you need to bring in anyone in the full window? On the evidence of today, I could have brought, I'd, I'd like to bring eight in on the evidence of today, but it doesn't work like that. These players, over the 100 games I've been in charge, have been an absolute delight to work with, and more often than not, I've got it right, but I've had praise for that. So today we all deserve criticism and we'll take it. Listen, if you want to ask questions about bottle towards me and my players, feel free. I totally understand it sitting here right now. I would totally understand it right now. Do you think of the bottle? Before today I did, yeah. No? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on our reaction. If I take the emotion out of how I'm feeling right now, yes, I do think we've got the bottle. That's my job now, is to reset it and, and, and go again. And normally after a... A setback, we react really well, but this is the first setback where I've been really disappointed both sides of the game. If there's any criticism or questions, then we have to take them on the chin. I know that Stephen Gerrard has a very high regard for Walter Smith and that they frequently meet. And I think that's an old Walter trick there. Uh, you know, you, you do not let the players off the hook. You question their bottle, which for a football player is the worst insult you can throw at him. And you're putting a seed in their minds so that they are saying that he won't, the next time he won't get the chance to criticise our bottle. So I think it's an old Walter Smithism there. 01419511025. Let's get stuck in. Thomas is first up. He's in Barhead. Thomas, where did it go wrong yesterday? Stephen Gentlemen, from. Uh, wondering is last season I was very critical of uh, Morelos because of his lack of discipline however this season I'm thinking that Rangers are so dependent on him that since we've come back and Morelos hasn't played the three games one goal against St Mirren two against Stranraer struggled to score one against Harps had no comeback and I think that the players that are in there without Morelos playing they're just since we've came back are not stepping up to the mark Ryan Kent, I know he scored against Celtic, he scored a good goal yesterday. For me, he missed an absolute sitter where last season he would have scored that. And he's not going by the players the same way he did last season, taking two or three out of the game. Almost like as if he's hiding. And again, Defoe is a totally different player from Morelos, and we're not playing to his strengths. The long balls that are coming from McGregor, which happened yesterday, which Morelos would be winning most times. The front three never won any of the balls, the long balls from McGregor. And again, chance after we had chances to win that game, we had chances to put it out of sight, you know, before half score. 
before we scored. And we're just failing to capitalise on those chances. We can't afford to do that. And I think it's just too dependent on Morelos without other guys stepping up to the mark. Yeah, Thomas, I said I said when uh, he got sent off against Celtic, we will know more after his three-game ban what the impact was. Clearly, yesterday they missed him. And in terms of the way that Rangers played yesterday, there was some lovely little balls for Jermaine Defoe. As you rightly said Particularly down the side He got in a couple of times He just didn't have the pace To get away from Halkett And he managed to recover uh, But For me It's clearly obvious That the, the, the Alfredo Morelos Brings a lot more When you have to battle Like they did yesterday Because That is not Jermaine Defoe's game Yeah because Thomas mentioned You know One goal against Hearts One goal against St Mirren Two against Stranraer yeah. Is it fair to say though That the, the absence of Alfredo Morelos Isn't actually measured in the number of goals you scored is more about the, no, the way all. Rangers play and, and the way that they're able to perform with him and seemingly unable to perform yeah. without him. He he actually occupies two centre halves all the time because of he, he creates things himself. He brings people into play, and that's not Jermaine Defoe's thing. But the warning signs have been there, Hugh. Oh. I've, I've seen them the last two games. You know, I've seen Stranraer and also seen St Mirren last week. They have not kicked into gear since the winter break. Thomas is on here saying about you know you know Defoe, but. I, I expect a scattergun approach from Rangers fans tonight saying yeah. Defoe this, Kent this, you know, the midfield, the the, the, the fullbacks, or, or, you know, uh, whoever makes mistakes. So when you look at all that, Hugh, what you then have is, but collectively, they were second best when it came to a scrap, which you need at Tinkers, we said it yeah, Saturday. Yeah. And the disappointing thing for Steven Gerrard is that he did not get the response that he was looking for. I think while well, the scattergun is out, and understandably so. Yeah. Um, with regard to Kent He is still running at people And if you if you look at the construction of the first goal Kent runs half the length of the field uh, Feeds in Barisic And Barisic plays it across goal And, and we know what happens then Kent finishes the move off uh, So if he also missed a sitter Missing sitters is an occupational hazard in football It happens to the best of them uh, So they've had a right bad day at the office um, But you know the, Kent will come good again What do you make of Stephen Gerrard's comments there Thomas That you just heard Questioning his players bottle He was asked quite directly Do you think they've got the bottle And he said Before today I did Now not sure I think uh, Stevie always gives a good interview And he always gives a good honest interview And When you look at a, a really 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 poor performance I thought his after match comments And the subsequent ones Are really bang on the mark because it lets you know that he sees, you know, that there's nothing worse than the manager coming out and saying, well, you know, it was a bad day, but we take it to the chin and we move on and you got all the cliches. Sometimes you need the manager just go out and say, I'm not going to accept that. Because basically we were bullied out the game. Now, Alfred, Fredo Morelos, good points and bad points. One thing he has never bullied out of a game, but our front three were bullied yesterday and that's why I felt they just weren't up for the fight. And it's something that's good to hear Gerard acknowledging that and therefore it's something that you know that he's going to address this week. He, he never misses anyone and hits the wall. You can say that about him. You know, when he watched the Stranraer game and said he was actually bored. bored with it all. Yeah, so he's gone from bored to bottle, bottle to passengers, uh, and he is open, and he is honest and truthful. Uh, but at the back of it all, there's an element of mind games here He's working Absolutely. his way inside the players' minds And and they're thinking He's called me a passenger 
he's called me a bot He said I bore him So these players And poor old Ross County May very well get the brunt of it When they Have to play Rangers at Ibrooks on Wednesday Thomas thank you very much for kicking us off Gregor is next up in Newton Mearns What did you make of it Gregor? Well, it was just a very disappointing show all round. It was, um, as the previous scholar stated there, you know, we, we just didn't, didn't, didn't come out um, yesterday. Um, but I have a kind of different opinion on the Stevie G thing. And I, I, I agree it was an honest interview, and, you know, I, I like honesty in these interviews and stuff. But, you know, he, he's quite clever as well. He, he's got to take a bit of that on his own shoulders. You know, it's okay saying that the players bottled it and, um, you know, whatever else. And, and they, you know, but he, he's the manager. You know, he, he's got to motivate these guys day in, day out. And, you, you don't need the best team or the best players to win leagues, you know, um, and that's been proven time and time again and, and all across the world. It's up to him to motivate these guys. Um, so, yeah, OK, you could say they bottled it, but I, I, I've also got, you know, he's got to be questioned. And I looked at his stats yesterday as well, you know, and it, it flashed up on the screen when, when the game was on. And he's not even won two-thirds of the game, two-thirds of his games that he's played. So, so again, you know, you start to think, well... Okay, it's okay for Stevie to come out and say, "Oh well, the players are this and the players are that." But what about him? What 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 is he? What is he doing? What what, what how is he getting these guys up for it? Um, and it's the same. We had the the, the the repeat last year. You know, so well beat Celtic, Celtic Park. That's brilliant. You know, and then we we come out sluggish um, in the new year. You know, mm. I I think the manager's got to look at that as well. Um, he he has got to take some heat on that. Uh, and I don't get the kind of. Pamming it off to the players Gregor If you listen to the managers I was going to say There is a bit still to come Where he he says he takes responsibility For picking the team the criticism will come His way And the players way Great You've just just spoiled the next 20 minutes (laughs) of the show Uh, But on on a serious note Alex um, Gregor's final The last part of the point there Is that where a lot of the worry comes from It's reminiscent of last year Absolutely, you, do, yeah. you you finish the year on a positive You go away to Dubai You get the sun in your back You do your training Everyone's waiting for you to come out All guns blazing And try and kick on towards a title And then you falter Yeah Well listen People will put that uh, analogy uh, together Because you lost to Commandant last year And have obviously lost this one I think this is a different proposition Because if you look back to last year Gordon uh, If my memory serves me right Hugh In the league mm. Before yesterday, you have to go back to September It was the last time that Rangers lost Now, I don't think that was the case last year I could be wrong But I, in my mind, I feel as if they're a lot more stable And I mean, what, the points total would back that up I just absolutely. mean the, the sort of the circumstantial no, I, evidence, well, if you like It would be, Gordon And obviously the next couple of games will be paramount In terms of how the picture looks You'll get yeah. a clearer picture That's But a... the, the disappointing thing for Rangers all round yesterday, Hugh, was The lack of desire and fight Now, if you're going to Tynecastle And, and you, you've seen that last year where they went. They struggled against Hibs. They struggled against Kamarnock at times as well. So H- Hearts have taken five points off the of Rangers at Tynecastle, and they're stone bottom in the league. So you must be going there with a different mindset yesterday, and it didn't materialise. Hence the reason why people are going to criticise them. There's a famous political quote about there being lies, damned lies, and statistics. Um, that Gregor has brought up the stat which says that Stephen Gerrard hasn't won two thirds of his games. Now Gregor's perfectly entitled to bring that up, and. It is true that after 100 games, he's come close, mm-hmm. but he hasn't won a trophy yet. And therefore, what yesterday's result does is put a little bit of extra pressure on Steven Gerrard and all at Rangers because the League Cup's already gone to Celtic. You can moan all night about the controversial goal, but Celtic have got the cup in their cabinet. And Stephen Gerrard now knows that the, the pressure on him to win something just got stronger. 
Just for some context though, two, two thirds is is some going. I mean, Brendan Rodgers only just surpassed winning two thirds of his games at Celtic. So that that is some going to be fair. I if that's give, your barometer. I, listen, it's interesting because he's saying I think as you said, sixty one percent, isn't it? I think it's around that. Graham Sunnis sixty three point four six over his course as well. So it's not a million miles away from what Sunnis was hitting as well, Hugh. So it's about putting that anyway, in context. Trophies yeah. at the end of it all Absolutely. are much more important than any percentages. Uh, Gregor, what about the bigger picture? Five points behind. There is a game in hand, of course. How how damaging was yesterday to your your overall belief? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll win the game in hand for sure, um, and I think it will come down to the old thumb games. To, to, to be honest, I think that's what it's going to be, and that's been one piece so far. So it's pretty easily matched there. Um, but I think just going back to what the other caller said about the, the Morelos thing, you know, we we seem to kind of lack him uh, when we don't have him. You know, I, the full is decent enough, but it, it just seems to be. Um, it's a bit, bit slow, you know. It just, just doesn't have to, you know. It just, it just doesn't have that extra yard of pace now, and, and and there wasn't anything else really coming from that, you know, apart from uh, you know the the goal, which is a cracker from Kent. So that that's a little bit worrying. Um, but obviously, Nerez will be coming back soon. Um, but you know, you you've just got to hold on to him as well. You know, he he's, he's you know twenty thirty million pound player now, and, and he could be snapped up. So we just need to be careful there as well because if we did lose him. You know um, You'd be, be quite worried That was Gregor and Newton Thank you very much Gregor it's time for some travel With Stephen 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard says More than half of his players Were passengers And we'll hear that comment next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard You can get in touch As always on the phones And we're here on Twitter At Clyde SSB as well Scott McFarlane's on Looking back on yesterday's game He says Have to question the character Belief and bottle One up Against the bottom of the league And lose Two up in cruising Versus the worst Aberdeen team I've seen in draw Yes we beat Celtic But they were well up for it You know in the first five minutes If they are up for it or not John Paul is a Celtic fan From Fault House What impact How big an impact Do you think yesterday had Or will have on the title race John Paul Even Gordon Hugh and Alex Hi John Paul Uh, I think um, I think when I've been on here I've been very fair I'm saying that there's been a title challenge You know I'm under no illusions That there is But Yesterday, as a Celtic fan, gave me a wee bit of a glimpse of the, the old Rangers can still be there, you know. Um, and I'll go back to the last year as well. They had this fixture and they came back, you know. Everybody spoke about it. There's Celtic, I'm a Celtic fan, and what Celtic team today is to go away and they understand what needs to be done. It's drilled in them. We need to regroup here. We need to come back. We need to win. They've done it. They won eight in a row last year when they came back. You know, they went away to Patrick Fissel. Could have been a flippy tie. We should have won it more comfortable than we did. But then we got to Rugby Park. We were not had the great. Great last results the last six times. I mean, we scored in the last minute, Scott Brown um, last year, and I think three times before that we drew and actually got beat one, you know. So Celtic knuckled in and they know it needs to be done. It's a winning mentality, the, the pressure. They've been over this course before, they know what it takes. Yesterday, for what I see is Rangers trying to. The first, the first wee bit of pressure, they, they obviously have got that game in hand, but Celtic went five points clear and they get away with it. They knew they had to get a result yesterday. They knew it was massive. You can hear it, Stephen Gerrard. Boys, you can hear why he's talking. He didn't expect it after there's no point in celebrating like he did or, or doing what he did, you know. And that, that's how I think Celtic got the advantage in the title race. I think Celtic as a team know they need today. We need Edward, but I'm not going to deny that now. But I think as a team, Celtic over the course of the season when it comes down, because there's going to be a lot more high pressure games than that, you know. When it comes down to the end bit of the season, I think Celtic will have more than the. the 
been over the course of my experience, if, if you say. Well, no one can contradict what you've said about what's gone before. Uh, Celtic have shown consistency on an unprecedented level to win 10 domestic trophies in a row. However, John Paul, there are 16 league games left to play. Uh, Rangers have had two catastrophes and two disasters now. Celtic have had two catastrophes and one disaster. So there's not much between them and they have to play each other twice. So you're right about what's gone before. But what has still to come mm. is still up for debate. On a similar point though, Andy and a few others on Twitter are asking, can Hugh explain how Rangers, in, in your mind, were favourites due to having games in hand, but Celtic are now not favourites, even though they have an actual lead on points, says but, Andy on Twitter. The, no, the Rangers had the whip hand when they had uh, a game in hand and only two points separating them. Uh, therefore, if they won the game, yeah. they'd be a point ahead. However, nobody... Has the whip hand now In my estimation I think it still comes down To those two the, Games And it is just your opinion But it, I, I just I think Andy And where others are struggling How how was that Rangers With the whip hand Previously But would that not mean Celtic have the whip hand In your mind now Because well, surely you know, There's an actual lead there Even even with the game in hand Yeah you, Arithmetically uh, If Rangers win their game in hand Celtic are still Two points in front Therefore, Celtic, Which is a stronger position yeah, Than what Rangers were in on Sunday morning Therefore Celtic have the whip hand To use the arithmetical argument But 16 league games to play uh, Two derby matches to play uh, Arithmetically Celtic have the whip hand But I do not believe That you could categorically state Tonight who will win this title? Yeah, well, of course, of course you can't. Though no one's a- no one's asking you to do that. No one can categorically predict the future. But what you know, we're trying to make but informed well, I, I know, but you, you assessments. Cl- you, you cling to every word that, that is uttered. That's uh, sort of what, know, that's Celtic, kind of what I'm here for. Celtic have Celtic <laughs> now have the whip hand. It's up to Celtic to show that they can hold on to the whip hand. The interesting thing that one of the things that uh, John Paul says is about. Um, Edward, you know, the importance of keeping him fit. But when you look at it, they've just paid, was it three and a half million for Klamala? Uh-huh. Uh, they've just brought in Sorrow today. So they are very much back in the man because they have a massive squad as well, Hugh. So they're leaving no stone unturned. It may well add a bit of pressure to Rangers to add maybe I one think, or two. I think Edward showed at the weekend that he is obviously mm. uh, similar to Morelos. If Morelos goes out, Rangers simply don't look the same And likewise Edward Who was brought on Even though there was a, a doubt about his fitness Because of the, the toe injury Brought on because they had to bring him on John Paul Did you see that co- When I say did you see it coming I don't know if you can predict these things But in other words Did you expect to have to wait Perhaps till the next Old Firm game Or a bit further down the line, did that come as a surprise to see Rangers dropping points at this stage yesterday? I think we, you, I've got to be honest, and I always say I've got to be honest. It did come as a surprise, you know. They've, they've, they were going for the first time seven games, seven games on the on the bounty. One in the away there has been down. They came to Celtic Park. What we done, we went away to Ibox, and one they've came and showed that they come to Celtic Park and beat us. Which, sure, I wasn't meaning that the title was done by the way. I understand there's a lot in their games. All I'm saying is Celtic have been over this course before. The next three games are away. If Celtic pick up nine points. Away in Wednesday St Johnson Away to Hamilton the weekend on a pitch And then away to Motherwell Who are in good form That would be a good nine points You know I, I didn't expect 
I had to. I thought I wouldn't expect the next goal for him. I thought it was going to come down to the two games, but it does show you, as, as uh, Gordon, as you said, the way, uh, sorry, Alec, when you said about Morelos and, and Edward thing, that it, it can come down to something like that. You know, I understand Celtic got strengthened a wee bit and tried to hang it, but these players are there. I've made out that Neil Lennon plays Edward in front of everybody, no matter what, obviously that, that's, that's a given, but Kamala has just had different options on the bench, but I didn't expect to. What did you make of Celtic at the weekend, John Paul? We had a lot of a lot of um, disappointed Celtic fans after the game. I think certain elements of the defensive performance and whatever. But now that the dust settles, it's Monday morning. You've won three 0 and your rivals have lost the game. It probably feels a lot better now. Yeah, I actually tried to go on the show on Saturday, you know, and uh, you know I've been on before talking about Greg Taylor, but. Again, how can you go and question Neil Lennon when we've just won 3 nothing? I didn't think it was a, a noble great performance. Uh, Ross County had Ross County could have been up to nothing quite easily, you know. I think Julian's been a great signing, but Ayer or Samunovic will never come beneath him. Uh, the next year, I think there's been a few mistakes, and Julian made a few as well. I thought, I thought the first half they were very, very poor, and felt it were very, very poor. See, and no one's no one's questioning Neil Lennon. It, what I was doing was questioning how a five million pound Right back Beside a £7 million centre back Beside a £2 million Croatian centre back Who's beside a £1 million left back Can defend in such an alarming way At home against Ross County I mean you you, you, you saw John Paul with your own eyes um, On a better mm. day for Ross County The, the game mm. could have been theirs by half time And then strangely enough though Alex It was Celtic's first clean sheet In six Domestic games so mean, Both both can be right Hugh Absolutely. is right I think every Celtic fan Concedes they gave up More chances than they would like But they didn't concede And they won 3-0 And It could you, have been a few more You, as well, you, you look back in it in May Or you know As, as a, a routine yeah. Victory with, Without doubt I think uh, if you just take it From Neil Lennon's perspective He will be delighted Middle to front They could have been a bit more clinical You know Julian missed a, a, a guilt edge uh, Before they even scored mm. And there was a few other opportunities James Forrest missed as well but you always strip it back You try and analyse How you can improve Gordon And when you see the chances That Celtic passed up From Neil mm. Lennon's point of view He'll be looking for better And how he goes about that Just hang on the line John Paul will hear from Neil Lennon He says he responded well In the second half Flat in the first And he's been praising The impact of Odson Edward You know Maybe we're fortunate To have a clean sheet With the Reliant Fraser Good save second half And Ross County Had a really good chance First half Thought we were A little bit flat First half uh, second half I was delighted with the performance and um, obviously the impact also made when he came on was huge and the game really opened up and we could have scored a few more towards the end so in the context of the season it's a it's a brilliant win and uh, you know it just keeps the momentum going well he had an x-ray on his toe yesterday his, his foot was in a boot he did a, a fitness session last night he said it felt a lot better but uh, we were concerned that he wouldn't do the 90 minutes. So it's worked out okay. You know, he looked fresh and, you know, a really good half an hour made an incredible impact on the team when he came on and he shows the qualities that he has and he should be okay for Wednesday. He's playing better than ever, so we're delighted with that. You know, I'm delighted with the goal tallies from a lot of the players, Odson, Christie, you know, Forrest, they're all well into double figures. You know, um, McGregor, I think that's his eighth of the season there as well. So, yeah, we're racking up the goals, which is really important that, yeah, it may be important towards the end of the season as well. How good is Odson Edward at the moment, John Paul? Sorry? How good is Odson Edward at the moment? Um, he's the best striker in Scotland, for me. Uh, I watched Carl McGregor speaking yesterday and, and he said that 
when he came on, he said the, the difference when he came on, he just, the movement, the, the, the spaces he takes up when he comes in, he can take it on his feet, he says, I can get Edward the ball 10 times and I don't need to worry about getting it back under pressure, he can take it under pressure, he can turn his quick feet, he brings so much people out to play, all these spaces for midfielders to run in behind, you know, and it just shows Neil Lennon would have loved to have rested Edward and put Kamal on the weekend, but Neil Lennon understands there's a title race on. No, I'm going to go with what I know, I'm going to go with Edward who's proven, who can come on, score me two goals in three minutes, who can, who can give the team a list as you like. As soon as he comes on, as soon as he's in that Celtic team, Celtic are a completely different team. They know they can go into him, pop into him, make runs beyond him. And that's, that is the difference, that's the difference yeah, right he's now. A, he's absolutely essential. Absolutely. He, he needs to be there. Um, likewise, Morelos at, at Rangers You know if you took Morelos Out of the equation Rangers definitely Would not win the title And if you take Edward Out of the equation I'm not sure Celtic Would win the title either That's why we said in December That neither of these two guys Could uh, be allowed no, To be no, sold in this window Due to the importance they, they are the talisman They are the guys That are actually carrying the team well, In some respects Neil Lennon actually used the word Talisman in connection with uh, Odson Edward And I know there have been reports in uh, in France today About uh, Monaco showing an interest But it doesn't matter Celtic could not Absolutely could not Sell Odson mm. Edward in this window See the absolute peak of what we've seen from him since he came Where he's at at the moment yeah. Well I think what is it Something along the lines of 8 goals in his last 11 games going. It's a guy on top of uh, his game uh, He obviously had a little knock at the weekend They were trying to uh, rest him However The importance of him coming on Scores with his first touch His second goal was absolutely brilliant The way he shifted it on his right foot And buried it past the keeper It's just a guy that Is grown and grown in stature And the fact that he's only what 2021 20, Would suggest that he's going to go into really big things Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football it is Beat the Pundit time Your chance to get one over on Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray If you answer more football questions right than they do You win yourself a signed ball It's as simple as that You only have until the news at 7 So call quickly 01419511025 And you could be trying to beat the pundit next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Board. Don't forget about later on in this hour We're going to be playing Ladbrokes Transfer Window It'll be your chance to win a 5 star VIP hospitality for 2 To the SPFL game of your choice So subject to availability Don't want to give up too many promises But obviously uh, by and large the game of your choice So you can get that opportunity in round about 15-20 minutes time Make sure you're listening out for it Because I know you won't want to miss it Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football It is Beat the Pundit time first though Alex and Hugh are standing by one of them will be taking on Tam from Cambus Lang How is Tam from Cambus Lang tonight? You okay? Tam's all good, how are you doing? Yeah, good man Tam, not too bad at all These two are well rested over the weekend and ready to go I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads, it is Hugh Keevans and if it's tails it's Alex Ray It is Tails as well Alex against Tam From Canvas Lang So here's the deal I'm going to give Alex Something else to listen to He's given me the thumbs up That's a good sign You've got 30 seconds Tam Head to head with Alex The secret as always Is you can pass So if you don't know it okay. Pass it and move on To the next one okay Let's go Good man Your time starts Now Who's the player manager of Air? Clear uh, Not clear Ishmael Soro Signed for Celtic From which Israeli team 
How many nil-nil draws were in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend? Uh, one Which English League 2 side did Sam Cosgrove join Aberdeen from? Uh, Which Scott managed Plymouth between 2015 and 2019? Um, Who scored Hearts winner against Rangers yesterday? Uh, Boyce Okay, let's bring Alex back Alex, can you hear us? Yes You can Same set of questions to you, you ready? Yep Who is the player manager of Air? Mark Air Ismail Asoro signed for Celtic from which Israeli club? Pass How many nil-nil draws were there in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend? One Which English League 2 side did Sam Cosgrove join Aberdeen from? Pass Which Scott managed Plymouth between 2015 and 2019? Who scored Hearts winner against Rangers yesterday? That would have been uh, Boyce How many league goals does Odson Edward have this season? 20 Okay that's wrong Tam, what do you think of the competition? Confident? No, not the one I think he just got me over that one It was tight, I'll tell you that Let's go through it and find mm. out Who is the man, player manager Tough of Air? Yeah, they were quite tough tonight Mark Kerr though, you both got off to a good start Ishmael Asoro has signed for Celtic from Benai Yehuda in Israel So it's still one all. you both got that wrong How many nil-nil draws were there in the Premiership? Motherwell, Hibs, St Mirren, Aberdeen Two So none of you got it Sam Cosgrove joined Aberdeen From Carlisle So it's still one all After Classic. four questions <laughs> Which Scott managed Plymouth Between 2015 and 2019 It was Derek Adams Alex goes in front Who scored Hearts winner Over Rangers yesterday It was Liam Boyce You both knew it So it's kind of done and dusted Tam It doesn't even matter That Alex was wrong In the last one Edward's got 16 league goals uh, not it was yeah. So it was a three for Alex And a two for you Tam It was tight but he's just pipped you hardlines yeah, Lucky Tom uh, Well played Well played Alex Thanks Paul Good man That was Tam and Canvas Lang on Beat the Pundit Your chance to do the same We'll be back tomorrow night Around 7 o'clock as well So listen out for that one On the phones tonight 0141 951 And on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB Let's speak to Kevin Who is a Celtic fan from Croftfoot What's on your mind after the weekend Kevin? How are we doing lads? Yeah good thanks um, What it is I think the weekend's going to be pivotal um, come the end of the year I think that's the mark of champion Celtic never played well at the weekend And still went on to record a victory Rangers It's their first test since beating us And they go out and bottle it They had a chance to narrow the gap And let's call it what it is They bottled it Well don't deny that The managers used the, the expression themselves So no one's denying it in the Rangers camp Stephen Gerrard has already said it but, Kevin, can things be pivotal when there are 16 league games left to play? You, you were making Rangers favourites when they were two points behind. I said they had the whip hand, and now Celtic have the whip hand. No, you said they were favourites, you. No, whip hand. Anyway, 16 games to play, Kevin. You know, right. Therefore, 48 points to be played for. So how can it be pivotal? Well, well, how no? Well, is there got to be, I feel like we sometimes spend an awful lot of time arguing over the definition of words, but Kevin's not saying decisive, but it's of course it, it of course it could be pivotal. Well, and he's just saying he thinks it will be. With sixteen games to play, it might be pivotal. Two, and two of them, uh, the Derby match at Ibrox and at Celtic Park. Um, I don't think that it's a very very nice gift for Celtic. Mm. I'm sure that Neil Lennon. Uh, was a very happy man last night But It is not in itself 
destructive where Rangers' chances are concerned or the, th- the result that guarantees Celtic will win the title. It's a catastrophe by your own, yeah, yeah. By your own definition. Though, so surely catastrophes can be pivotal. And therefore, there are 16 other games which could be disastrous, catastrophic or helpful. For both of them Between now and the end of the season I think the timing plays a big part Alex as well Because You go back to last year And again Everything has been built up The intensity over that winter break You know this Absence makes the heart grow fonder They say I don't know what absence of the Premiership does here But it really ramped everything up And the Rangers fans Had three weeks To to get even more excited After after the, the victory against Celtic And the Celtic fans had three weeks to get out there and try and put it right And then after all of that, after all of the hype As Kevin says, one of the first major tests for Rangers And they fail it yeah. That's why it, it feels big, the, the timing as well Yeah, listen, it's, but you can't get away from the fact It's a big weekend for Celtic, Gordon And it's a body blow for uh, Rangers It's how they respond now Now, if we'd ask Kevin If the old firm game was pivotal He would have said no Because there's still 17 games to go and, and so forth So, yeah. one game after, two games after that Doesn't Necessarily mean it's pivotal I think there's a lot of football To still be played But it's a massive weekend For Rangers And this coming games Particularly the two games At home for Rangers Are absolutely massive Because they there's no scope To drop points Some of your fellow Celtic fans Kevin Seemed very Anxious about some of the Defending at the weekend But you Are obviously a bit more optimistic Saying well You know That's the sign of champions We weren't at our best And We won 3-0 Can you see where they're coming from? Oh definitely I mean You've got You've bought that guy Greg Taylor Who Doesn't he get a sniff He should be starting For me in front of Johnny Hayes um, You can afford to leave The best striker in Scotland On the bench Showed you but yesterday Rangers Well they didn't um, actually Leave him on the bench mate They brought him on Kevin Which actually was a turning point You know It was pivotal And the impact it had And that, hence the reason why uh, Neil Lennon Is waxed Lillican About how good he was For you at the weekend Did they no start on the bench? No <laughs> But he didn't finish there did he? Well, if it was it was inevitable. It was Kevin, we were up Ke- nothing at the time, Alec. Kevin, if they afford to keep him on the bench, they keep him on the bench by actually bringing him on. They've had to require his services. Well, he was on the bench, right? So we can afford to start him on the bench. Rangers lose Morelos for one game, and the four for me is no update. He's thirty-seven year old. Are we be, are, are, um, not saying Kevin's right But I think it's an interesting point Alex Because it's easy to Sort of overreact Isn't it After one game And I saw a yeah. lot of criticism On social media for Jermaine Defoe Is that all that is Is that an overreaction Or, or are there legitimate concerns About his Ability to fill in For Morelos Well I think when you look At the games that he has Filled in today He's done ever yeah. so well What I think is he 16 goals So that's just a reaction so, To one game So listen he's, he, Kevin's clearly Come on saying He's no up to it On that basis of yesterday And Kevin could come on And go listen X, Y and Z Weren't up to it yesterday The fact of the matter is Defoe is four goals Four goals Behind The talisman The, the, the top man at Celtic So the contribution That Jermaine Defoe's uh, Done so far Excluding yesterday Has been pivotal And it's been important I, And the hence the reason Why they want to keep him For another year I don't doubt That Celtic supporters Like Kevin Are ecstatic over the result At Tynecastle yesterday But surely It is only rational To believe that there's an awful lot of football to be played Including two meetings of Celtic and Rangers Rangers and Celtic uh, And, you know, pivotal to me means This is the moment that has decided the mm. outcome 
And, uh, and for me, Tynecastle was a great result for Neil Lennon But it's not the moment that decides the outcome of anything Neil Lennon says he understands why they didn't hit top form Because of a makeshift defence He says they're expecting a few players to return soon Which will give them a boost We were a little bit patched up at the back You know, with Fringpong being out Ayer being out So it was understandable A little bit going into the game That, you know, there wouldn't be that cohesion Or total understanding because they haven't played together. Probably that back four has played the first time together. So you know, Jozo and and Chris haven't played together for a long time. So it was understandable that maybe we looked a little bit ill at ease at times. I get that. I don't think at any stage of the season it could be run in the mill. And it, we've had to make enforced changes. You know, we've got a lot of injuries at the minute. You know, counted maybe seven or eight out who would be potential first team starters. So, like I say, Ayer he'll be training on Monday. You know, Christie will be back in the squad, so that's two that add already, which is important. Then we've got the likes of Ellie Nussi not far away as well. So um Beton he'll be maybe another week. So we're getting some quality back. But the players here out there performing at the minute are doing a great job. Uh so Neil Lennon there reflecting on that three nil victory. Uh, while you're on the line, Kevin, let me ask you about the, the signing. Today it's been confirmed I know it's been in the pipeline for a while So it's not really a surprise as such But Celtic confirming the signing of Ishmael Asoro A £2 million deal Four and a half year contract He's a 21 year old midfielder And he becomes Celtic's second signing of the window What do you make of the business so far? Um, I'd expect us to get another couple in I can't say I know too much about the two boys that's come in um, But I'll only help the squad what positions, Kevin? Bodies. Would you expect him to come in? Uh, I think he needs. I think he needs a, a winger, Alec, and I think he needs another centre half. Would that be a right-sided winger? Because obviously you've no. got Elanusi, Mikey Johnson, Johnny Hayes can play there. Uh, Lewis Morgan. I, I, I think Forrest needs a bit of competition um, because there at the weekend he's been out for a few weeks, and then first time he's fit, he's right back in the team. Um, you need somebody to push him more. But why should think... why shouldn't James Forrest go right back in the team? I, I don't understand this. Because no oh, players get a, a right just to walk into a team here. I, I fully accept you that. Have to, but, but, place back in but, the team. He's not played well for months. He hasn't played well for months. Aye. I think that's harsh. Well, ninety percent of Celtic fans will agree with me here. You can't speak for 90% of Celtic fans I'm not allowed to speak for 90% of Celtic fans Therefore you can't either It is one we're hearing quite often um, From Celtic fans Not that it's as scientific I couldn't possibly put a percentage on it um, But Kevin said competition He didn't necessarily want James Forrest you know, Booted out the team forever Might that be something Celtic Could look at between now and Is it Friday? I think they definitely need yes, to look Friday. For me they definitely need to look at another, another defender uh, I, I go back to the point I, I'm not buying patched up uh, A patched up defence Full of multi-million pound signings um, I'm not buying that Against Ross County Does he perhaps point. mean though it's, I mean it's Obviously not one he would pick It's probably not even I mean Bauer's the third choice Right back isn't he We've not seen a lot of Simunovic And I, of course I accept your point Celtic have got far greater resources They should be able to deal comfortably with Ross County um, But I can't imagine we'll see that back four too often Between no. now and the end of the season But you know Early in the season um, When Julian played Against Rangers at Ibrox And I said that uh, He had come of age that day He hasn't maintained that On a consistent level for me um, He still looks lackadaisical uh, And we had Gordon DL's word for it on Saturday that Scott Brown was giving Jean. Christopher Julian what for. 
um, when things were looking uh, alarming in the first half and Ross County were getting too many chances. I think Celtic need another defender. I'm not sure they need another winger. Okay, that was Kevin and Crawford. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Let's move on quickly to John, who is in Parkhead. What's on your mind tonight, John? Hi, Gordon. How are you doing, mate? Good, thanks. Um, how you doing, boys? All right? Hi, good, fine, John. All right, mate. But, no, I, I, just a few things first. No, I mean, I'm one of the Celtic fans that only in the 90% Forrest is a rugby player. Uh, he does a lot off the ball that a lot of Celtic fans don't seem to recognise as well. Um, and that's a lot of... And see, regarding Neil Lennon picking Hayes instead of Taylor, the reason he picks Hayes instead of Taylor is we're part of the league. You can't question that. I see the point if we were trailing and we were a wee bit behind, change your squad about that, but Johnny Hayes is dependable and I think that's what he's doing um, and I'm, I'm quite I'm quite laid back the way that he is because Rangers just have to go to the squad to compete in a whole league season you need a false you need basically two players for every position Ali, Ali will tell you these were doing nine in a row when Celtic kept their base 11 under the Tommy Burns legend that he was we always competed well it's when we go these injuries that's when we fell back. And I think Rangers have done well bad enough, especially to keep nearly the same 11 on the pitch for most games. Uh, and when, as soon as two or three injuries come in, that's when the problems are going to start, especially at this time of year. Whereas with Celtic, we've got a squad. All right, we didn't play good on Saturday, but we've got the squad there three games through. And I don't, I don't really care. So if, as long as we win this league, they can win one now every game. And be the worst team out of the two every game. You just need to win this league. That much is true. The, there's no quality control here. It, it doesn't matter. Quality's gone out the window uh, for Celtic and Rangers. Uh, it just doesn't matter. It can be win ugly week in, week out. It can make your eyes bleed. But it doesn't matter so long as one of them wins the, the title. Rangers undeniably have a deeper and stronger squad than yes. they did last season, Alex. Is John on to something? Is that, is, that, is that the real question mark though between now and May? Is, is it deep and strong enough? Well, it depends on who it is, Gordon. Because the midfield probably is, you would say. You've seen that a few times where, where they chop and change. Doubt, without a doubt, but Gordon. Maybe in, a, in you, other key areas. You can put Arfield into the middle, you can put Arebo back into the middle. So there, there is scope to move things about in the middle. I, I think what's fairly evident uh, in the last couple of games is when Morelos is not there. And, I, and I, I believe that if Edward wasn't with Celtic, I think that would most certainly weaken him, regardless of the, the backup. Uh, I think the fact that Tavernier uh, has got this injury at this present time, I don't think the guys that they're bringing in are at that level either. But it could be the case that you get a couple of bad injuries. I think suspensions may well add a, a, a part as well. And I think, going back to the Morelos thing, if he can stay on the pitch, I think that would be a massive bonus. But again, Lady Luck may well play it. You know, you look at Liverpool at the current time. They've only lost it. They used about 17 or 18 or 19 players, Gordon, throughout the course of the season. So it's important that they actually manage to manage the players to get through to play week in, week out. Give you the final word, John. I just it's when you look back for the start of the season. See if you count the amount of times Celtic have been able to play their first 11 and, and see how many games they've played in a row. It's not a lot, you know. You're probably talking about maybe four games just run about when we beat Rangers at Ibrooks. Those Rangers have managed to keep the same 11. Uh, and, and obviously it's been quite lucky to be able to do that and, and that's my point but see it on Saturday there with three of the defenders were players that probably wouldn't be playing in the Celtic defence if all the players were fit but they still managed to get a team together to see the game through that's what my point is 
Um, and, and I think that's going to tell between now and when the prizes are held out in May. Time will tell. Thank you very much. That was John in Parkhead. It's time for this. This is exciting. You'll like this. Slide One Super Scoreboard and Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play. Bag a winning result. Please gamble responsibly. Right, the Ladbrokes transfer window is now open And that means we have a chance for you To win a five-star VIP hospitality For two people with Ladbrokes And their 1-2-3 promotion All you have to do is call 0141-951-1025 Before the end of the break Come on here and play a game of higher or lower I think you'll know how that works Get three right in a row And you will be away to a game of your choice Of course it's subject to availability uh, But by and large the game of your choice Call 01419511025 To play higher or lower with Ladbrokes And their 1-2 free promotion Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans is here Alex Ray is alongside him We've got a nice... Interesting competition coming up for uh-huh. you guys out there But that doesn't mean these two are off the hook on the full-time teaser So I'm going to quickly just get your question up and running We'll leave it in the background for a bit In the last five years, ten Rangers players Have played for the first team and have a double L in their surname So Jerry and Erskine sent that question in In the last five years, ten Mama. Rangers players with a double L in their surname Just you hold your horses, <laughs> as they say Because we're going to do this first Slide One Super Scoreboard and Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play. Bag a winning result. Please gamble responsibly. This is good. I'm looking forward to this. The Ladbrooks transfer window is now open. We've got your chance to win a five star VIP hospitality for two with Ladbrooks and their one, two, three promotion. We're going to play a game of higher and lower. You get three right in a row. And you're off to a game of your choice Subject to availability So let's meet tonight's first contestant He is Luke He's from Irvine How are you tonight Luke? Yeah good thanks How are you? Yeah not too bad at all You understand the, the rules The way this is going to work Higher or lower You'll be familiar with the, the concept Yeah uh, yep yep Good man So now because it's the Ladbrokes transfer window We're talking transfer fees Luke So I'm going to start you off with a transfer I'm obviously not going to tell you the fee And you then have to tell me If the next transfer was for higher or lower Does that make sense? Yep Good man, let's get stuck in So your so your starting point tonight is this Nikita Jelovic moved from Rangers to Everton for 5.94 million, okay? Yep. Now, can you tell me Christopher Julian's move from Toulouse to Celtic Was it higher or lower? Higher It was higher, well done So that's you, you've got one Correct Now The next one Jean Alan Boomsong From Rangers To Newcastle Was it higher Or lower Than Christopher Julian Ah, uh, was not I'm afraid That was Luke in oh. Irvine You have to get three in a row Let's move on to John In Greenock How are you John? Not too bad mate Good stuff So you're going to pick up the bat And you've heard uh, the way it works with Luke So John Allen Boomsong from Rangers to Newcastle Was 10.17 million Can you tell me Ryan Kent From Liverpool to Rangers Was it higher or lower? Then Well done it was lower indeed So you've got one Now your second one If Ryan Kent was 6.4 million Was Virgil van Dijk from Celtic to Southampton Higher or lower? Higher It was well done This is the one you need This will be your third in a row Virgil van Dijk was 14.1 million Was Barry Ferguson from Rangers to Blackburn Higher or lower? 
Lower. It was lower. Well done. 8.87 million. Three in a row. That's all you needed, John. You are the winner. Our first winner on the Ladbrokes transfer window. So hang on the line and producer Andy will get your details. Subject to availability, you are off to the SPFL game of your choice with five-star VIP hospitality for two. You happy with that? Absolutely delighted, mate. Thanks so much. Good man. That was John in Greenock. Easy as that, and we'll have your chance to win all this week Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Brilliant. and Friday on the Ladbrokes transfer window. I like that. Good, was it? A wee bit different. Yeah, happy days. And John will hopefully have a good day out on us, Hugh Keevens. Oh, yeah. Good prize that at this stage of the season. Oh, You're picking your game wisely. Uh, right, just quickly on your teaser. Don't want this to turn into quiz hour. Um, but. Can you name the 10 players In the last 5 years for Rangers With a double L in their surname Well Kenny Miller Yes Was, uh, he, was he in the last 5 years Yes Yes uh, I'm going to go for Andy Halliday Yes I'm struggling to shug Okay that's 2 That's 2 of 10 That's alright Don't worry mm. uh, We'll get back to that Between now and the end of the show what else jumped out at you from the weekend, Hugh? Let's start going yep. uh, reverse chronological, if you like. So well, yesterday would be Aberdeen and St Mirren. Not a lot to write home about in terms of of, of the game. No, but it's the the implications, though. Yeah, you know, the, when you have Aberdeen fans at Paisley for a twelve thirty kickoff, that means they've left Aberdeen early morning. Yep, and that means they're the diehards. They are the guys and ladies and young ones that you can rely on. And when they are chanting on the manager and where he should go at the end of the game, that that is sad for Derek McInnes, who is a long-serving manager at Pataudry. Nearly seven years, yeah. Um, a guy who works extremely hard at his job, but there is no denying that Aberdeen are in a poor place right now. Jim Duffy took the Barton up there, part-time team in the Scottish Cup, and it required a belated penalty to get Aberdeen past them. Then Motherwell went to Pataudry and Motherwell beat Aberdeen. And now they've gone down to St Mirren who, you know, they struggle for goals. Yes, Aberdeen should have had a penalty. But lots of teams now mm. should be getting penalties that referees are missing. They're not in a good place. And, uh, you know, they've got tough games coming up. So they are in a poor place Livingston go mm -hmm. to Hamilton score four goals get over 30 points for the season so far you have to commend them and Gary Holt for the job that he is doing there I, I mean, mean it's a family show we can't repeat yeah. the chant but you know the one where you mention a player or a manager's name and then you, you tell them where to go Absolutely, yeah, we, we, yeah. All, we all know the one Derek McKenna says he was disappointed to hear the chants towards him from the away end at St Mirren He understands criticism But he thinks the current squad Are capable Of meeting the demands I can't pretend otherwise And say oh, am I But that's the way it is You know it's um, I mean I, I didn't I don't think it was A lot of them But there's enough to be heard So Disappointed I of course am it's, I think We're all human And uh, A bit gutted by it But I think it's um, It is what it is You know it's, You don't sign up to have a team manager To be popular You know what I mean you, you have to be It's part of the pass So if results don't come and sometimes, you know, you have to take the criticism. It's the same at any bigger club. So, but you know, I'm confident the players will keep working away. Hopefully, we can keep making improvements in the second half of the season. But um, you know, we uh, hope. I think we've got a squad here that can still meet the demand. Um, what's put on us, and clearly the demand on us to finish third. The Aberdeen fans who were engaging in that type of chant, Alex, will, will say it's quite simple. They'll say they don't think the manager's doing a good enough job. How much of a factor is is time and all of this Because seven years in football 
is incredibly long. So see, really, for any manager to to, to maintain popularity across a seven year Absolutely, period, yeah. you really have to be achieving, don't you? And and that's not to say Derek McInnes is falling miles below that achievement. Yeah, of course, yeah. But after seven years, you end up getting a sort of. Know. You get a bit fed up I think, I think that's I, what you see From some sections of I, football support Yeah and I think uh, They were obviously looking For a bit more silverware Competing there They think they won the League Cup Several years ago They are four points Off a of third place For me Realistically That is where they were Probably finish uh, You know Motherwell's doing great Under Stephen Robinson But uh, I think part of the problem is he has been there for a long time and they maybe just want to freshen it up. But as back to that one, be careful what you wish for, Gordon. It's the ongoing debate, Hugh. We've had it for a few years and it really does come down to expectations because uh-huh. we know that Aberdeen are, are one of our biggest clubs. So really being, being best of the rest is sort of what they're aiming for. And by and large, he's done that, but they fell below it last season yeah. and they look like they could fall below it again. Silverware is the other one. One League Cup during the tenure, as Alex says. So... Yeah. I get the feeling that most people from the outside think Derek McInnes doing an okay to good job, but it's increasingly within the Aberdeen support that they are not having it, so to speak. I think Dave Cormack becomes the important man here because he's taken over uh, from Stuart Milne, who was chairman for a long time. And Stuart Milne and uh, Derek McInnes had a terrific understanding. Now Dave Cormack has come in, he's American based, he has American. Commercial ideas to put into place What he needs To make those commercial ideas work Is a team That's achieving on the park That's the way you sell the extra seats So it's important To see how he Regards the job that Derek McInnes Is doing right now uh, Robert is an Aberdeen fan from Bailison. Uh, I think we're just trying to get Robert on. I don't know why it's going so slow. It's that stage on a Monday, you know, half seven on a Monday. Things are moving a bit slower. There we go. The computer's playing up now. Uh, Robert is in Bailison. Robert, do you, I mean, agree with those types of chants towards Derek McInnes or not? I don't agree with the chant. No, I don't agree with the wording. But I do agree that his time's up. His time's been up for two or three seasons. Um, listening to, the, to Derek McInnes Hoping for a better second half of the season Believes in the squad I mean, you hear this for guys Time and time again Who are clutching at straws The clubs went flat The fans are going flat They're starting to shut sections of the stands Because they're no filling them It's went stale And if the board can't see that And we can see it There's something no right well, to be I fair, think even uh, Derek McInnes can see it on that point, uh, Robert, did they not open what they called the Red Shed the other week? And, uh, and it, it immediately I filled it. It's not a big stand, Hugh. It's no, it doesn't hold that many. I think there was 10,000 so, in the game that day, Robert, if my memory serves me right. It was yes, a cup game, not, wasn't it? It's not as if that's in the, it's not a sellout crowd. Absolutely. Um, but well, listen, it was a good, kind of good effort, good gesture to do something a bit different. Robert, what is, what's success in your mind then? What, What's the what's the target and how is Derek McInnes falling below it in your mind? I've said that for, I've been on the show a few times and I've spoke to you. It's silverware. I mean, their best chance at the league was when Ronnie Dyler was in charge at Celtic and McInnes just made tactical mistake after tactical mistake and he gave them a title on a plate. We had Celtic on the ropes. We beat them in September and then went on a nine-game run without a win. And that was <laughs> let's let's come right up to the, the the present day then, Robert. You're four points behind Motherwell. 
Motherwell are in third place. Third place from. Sorry? No, I didn't say anything. You go. Go. Motherwell are in third place. Now, third place for Aberdeen is as high as they can get. They'll, they'll, they, they just won't, in the current climate, finish above Rangers or Celtic. So, third place is it. I'm not saying that you are wrong. I'm just wondering what Derek McInnes or any other Aberdeen manager could do. Well, he said silverware. He was, Robert was quite clear silverware well, was I, what he was after. I've made the point on the programme recently, and I believe it to be true, that winning silverware now is becoming an impossibility mm. for everybody outside of Celtic yeah, and Rangers this, as well. This season, though, but I'm going to guess that Robert's looking at that period which saw... Hibbs and Ross County uh-huh. and Kilmarnock and Inverness etc etc pick up silverware he was hoping that Aberdeen as the third and actually second force for a long period in that time could manage more than one league but cup but when Hibbs won the Scottish Cup against Rangers they were both Hibbs and Rangers were both in the championship uh, things have well, changed that's, that's kind of Robert's point then no, but things, no, that's but, what I mean no, to you that's, no, the no, point no. That's, that's the point I'm making no, no, but right now Robert in 2020 it's different it's different because Steven Gerrard has got a squad at Rangers that's now far superior. Celtic have got yeah, no, but no one, no one's. Are, he's not talking necessarily this season. We're looking at Derek McInnes as a seven-year tenure. How successful it's been. That, that, that's that's the difference. Well, for me, I don't know if you agree, Robert, but for me, it comes down to Dave Cormack. This man, as I say, is Scottish-born but American-based and has firm ideas on how football clubs uh, should be selling themselves to their public. And for me, it's the relationship between Derek McInnes and Dave Cormack that now becomes the most important thing. Well, that's fine, Hugh, but they'll be shutting most sections of the stand if things don't change. Oh, if, if their relationship's flourishing and they're happily in love with each other, so be it. I'm good. I'm happy for them. But they're starting to shut the top section, the Richard Donald stand, and other sections of the ground because the average gates went from 15,000, 16,000 down to 12, 11 and 10,000 yeah. Well that's going, to, that's going to hit them in the pocket Yeah but I, I, yeah, I am I am opening up the possibility Robert That the relationship between Dave Cormack And Derek McInnes Might not be mm. like the one he had with Stuart Milne Because Dave Cormack clearly has very firm ideas On where Aberdeen should be going And it would be interesting Because he's not slow to give his opinion It would be interesting to get Dave Cormack's take on Aberdeen right now Robert, it was good to hear from you Stay in touch over the coming weeks and months As this, well, either progresses or, or doesn't Keep in touch, let us know what you're thinking about Aberdeen's season As we move towards the end of it That was Robert and Bailiston We're going to speak to Davey and Lanark after the break But quickly, what about your teaser? We're looking for 10 players in the last 5 years For Rangers Who have a double L in their surname Some really good guesses Coming in um, <laughs> On Twitter I must say uh, Scott and Deborah Are actually a married couple Who are trying to get Their young child Jake to sleep <laughs> And are so Mixing that funny. with Shouting at the radio And sending <laughs> answers in So maybe we insight into What happens when you have kids eh? <laughs> Romance goes Listen, out the window <laughs> the, the, the Waynes get more chance Than Alec now uh, You've got Kenny Miller And Andy Halliday so far Lee Wallace Yes oh, Knew him struggling <laughs> We need to get in the break to wait All right, Confair. I'll give you some thinking time Davian Lanark He's got his Feelings On where it went wrong For Rangers yesterday And we'll hear them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray Are Consistent 
Unfortunately bad When it comes to the full time teaser ah, But I've hit a Hit a Purple rich seam of form In the last five years Ten players with a double L In their surname Have played for Rangers Kenny Miller Andy Halliday Lee Wallace Dominic Ball mm-hmm. Cammy Bell <laughs> Yes <laughs> Big Jig Where's the double L on that? Oh yeah McCulloch Okay <laughs> Four to go Struggling now I'm struggling okay. uh, Davies and Lanark He's been hanging on for ages So my apologies Davey But what's your point tonight? Uh, it's the Morales scenario You know he's been suspended for the last three matches yeah. you know, And the Rangers are not playing well But you know, it's not that long ago He was suspended for the Hibs game And they were up 2-0 Eight minutes And he was, he was not playing So I don't know I don't know where this Morales thing's coming on So you, well, th- you think it's a convenient excuse Davey Is that what you're trying to I, say? I do, I do to be honest, if you if you examine each game, uh, Stranraer in the cup, I mean, dear me, you know they're, they're rock bottom of the third tier of Scottish football, and for Rangers only to win two nil at Ibrox was on a night when Stephen Gerrard said he was bored watching his own team. Then that tells its own story. Saint Mirren to win one nil, and it, I I. Fully understand that Jim Goodwin came and parked buses and all the rest of it, but Rangers ought to have a squad, even minus Morelos, capable of getting a better result at home against St Mirren. And yesterday, Hearts went into the game as the club rock bottom of the league. Now, they have played way beyond what we have expected of Hearts so far this season, granted. But Rangers did have a goal advantage, and... Should have been kicking on But when the manager can say He was carrying More than half a team's worth of passengers That tells its own story is, too Is it maybe about the type of game though Davey This is not No one's saying that Rangers Cannot ever win a game Without Alfredo Morelos But surely he gives you a better chance of doing it And especially in a game like yesterday Where it's A battle maybe, Yeah a bit more of a battle But the head in the paper after the game Was the Can do without Morelos You know so this is the way that it's got me, you know, because it's Morales, Morales, Morales all the time, you know, but they've done it against Hibs, so that's no easy place to go and win, so eight minutes, two now well. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Alex, I'd kind of repeat yeah. myself, Davey is right, they, they did on that night, but ultimately... You have less chance of winning without Morelos than you do with him. That's kind yeah, of what well, it comes down to. Listen, I think you could take a lot of the, the players just as we've already said, Gordon. Uh, Defoe wasn't at it yesterday. I think conducive the game would have suited Morelos better. And he has scored, what, 13 more goals than Jermaine Defoe. He's almost doubled what he's actually hit so far. So for me, you're going to miss that type of player, partly for the physical side of things. Plus, he's in such good form the first half of the season. So, but listen, they have they have won games as well, Gordon. So, and they will win games in the future hmm. without Morelos. What we're saying is, I think Morelos, uh, they badly need him going forward. See this notion, and it comes out quite often when Rangers have dropped points this season, and um, maybe even previous seasons as well. But particularly now, because they they have shown their strength. What we what we often hear is, you know. Out, out fought and out battled And people seem to really focus on the The sort of mental it's, side of it yeah. There must be a footballing side to this as well though. It can't be as simple as just being out fought Surely Rangers Well and Celtic for that matter But Rangers yesterday since we're being specific Have to just play superior football 
Do you know, do you know what I mean by that? I feel like we always focus on the battle all, side. All, all hearts out for them. You know it's going to be a battle. Absolutely nobody is surprised by that. So what are you doing in a footballing sense to combat it? Well, yesterday they didn't do enough, Gordon. They didn't go on the ball. Uh, Stephen Gerrard often uses a phrase: "We need to be brave." And get on the ball Parkhead They go over to Porto And pass them off the park And and that's what they Lacked yesterday So Out of possession You have to be aggressive You have to get in people's faces They didn't do that Well enough yesterday And they lost So many second balls They were second best All over the park And that's a disappointing thing For Rangers fans Because if you put in a shift And you fight your corner You're not always guaranteed That you're actually going to Play free flowing football But what I can guarantee is Is if You outfight a team with the quality they have Invariably your, your passing game Will be more on point Whereas it wasn't there yesterday In all fronts Davian Lanark Thank you very much For your call I think that'll probably Be the final one tonight Because I don't want to Just shoehorn you in there And not give you The fair chance To have your say So join us tomorrow uh, Just after 6 o'clock You can join us on the lines What else from the weekend Hugh we build Kavanagh. up It's our fault really oh. It was game of the day Motherwell against Hibs At Fir Park We gave it the big build up We tried our best but we sent Fraser along And you know what happens next It finished nil-nil Well You know At least uh, From Stephen Robinson's perspective Nothing was lost Because Aberdeen then came down Had a nil-nil of their own The following day So Motherwell remained third uh, And uh, they remain Exceptional Under Stephen Robinson In the championship Partick Thistle Rock bottom now Brought in all these players From Rangers Celtic uh, Brian Graham A proven goal scorer and you lose first time out yeah. So Serious work to be done I'm there I'm going to a game on Friday night Hugh yeah. uh, Patrick Thistler I'm looking forward to seeing him And see Because he's obviously He'll have a week to work with these guys He's brought in another couple of Players as well So uh, They really need to start Getting their acting in gear But going back to the weekend Gordon for me The St Johnston result Is remarkable Because mm. You know I think it was the worst start To a season that they hadn't been relegated They've got themselves in a good position mm. Picked up a handy yeah. three points Yeah and now you look at the table The table's interesting Because St Johnson are six points off the top six With two games in hand uh-huh. You know for, for all the, for all the doom and gloom And for all this is the worst transfer window I've ever had And Tommy Wright seemingly yeah. at war with his own club They're actually in not too bad a position They're levelling points with Kilmarnock Who are now How many without a win? Seven, think, seven yeah. defeats in a row Would you be worried for them or do they have enough you, to turn that around? You cannot be anything other than worried That's a, a club in free fall A team in free fall And the parachute's got to open soon Or there could be serious consequences You know that No points out of 21 That's relegation for And the situation at the bottom was really shaken up Absolutely. We've we've been focusing on the picture at the top As a result of Tynecastle yesterday But what it does for the bottom Is it moves Hearts to within one Point of Hamilton, Hamilton yeah. So Hearts in 17 Hamilton in 18 St Mirren on 20 County in 22 So 5 points separating the bottom 4 yeah. sides when I, when, I, when I look at the way Hearts play yesterday If they can keep uh, Boyce and Naismith Suter Halkett Right through the middle They look really really strong now I, I think they could possibly kick on Under Stendhal uh, Hamilton, St Mirren, Ross County And as you rightly said Gordon You know Kamalooks and Johnson So mm. It's still very much in the mix And I think that's the great thing about this league Because there is big gaps between the top 4-5 Down to the bottom I feel, like feel like I'm contradicting my own Long-held feelings on these things Hugh, because oh, I that, do that all the time <laughs> that, <laughs> that phrase, you know Too good to go down For a long time I've considered it nonsense really Because yeah. you're down there for a reason You can go down Teams with good players have gone down Many, many times yeah. However, here comes the, the contradiction when you look at Hearts yesterday And although they're still bottom 
Can a team with a fully fit Liam Boyce and Stephen Naismith up front get relegated from this league? I think I said to you two weeks ago that um, Daniel Stendel had embarked on a course which goes one of two ways. It's either a risk strategy to bring in the young men or it's a vision of the future. And yesterday he got the benefit of the doubt that it might be a vision of the future. I tend to agree with you. I think in this instance, Stephen Naismith is not leading any team down a division. Okay, you have got work to do on the teaser. I'll give you a clue. So you're looking for 10 players in the last five years for Rangers with a double L in their surname. Neil Ferguson has got one that you're looking for. And if I told you that he was a St Johnston fan, and that's why he got it, Oh, O'Halloran mm. <laughs> Well played I mean it's only within the last five years One of them's tricky because this guy has one sub-appearance oh To his name But the rest are absolutely doable Both of them Central defenders from the last Two years, say Two to three years They've had that many, that's the problem um, mm. Initial time no, you can right. Okay, what one was an experienced campaigner came up here towards the end of his career, played down south for many years. Russell. No, that's a first name. Uh, I'm just. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Clint Hill. Yes, Clint Hill. Yes. Uh, what about another one? Came up on loan is now back down in the English Championship. English Championship. Uh, come up in loan would be. Just last season. I'm trying to think of my team uh, So we come up and loan So at the start of last season It was Goldson and Katic And then this guy came into the team He was last season's Philip Pilander Oh it was Waddle Joe Waddle Joe Waddle And the last one Like I say One sub-appearance So we've been a bit cheeky here But he's now on loan at Air. Dallas No uh, Oh <laughs> Dallas Is it nothing me? Stephen Kelly Kelly Stephen Kelly oh. That was a cheeky one at the end So he's only got one sub-appearance But thank you to Jerry for the question It's full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear yours So much to get through from the weekend I doubt we managed it in one night But don't worry we are back tomorrow So if you couldn't get through Join us at 6 with Gordon and Roger And Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.